Um, for those of you who are listening right now and are looking for us to come up with this like really fun way to lose weight, <laughs> you might as well go do something else. Let's yeah, let's be honest here. And everyone, uh, just just get the mirror out, and just take a little peek. Yep, you can get your phone, put it on uh, the other way. It's not a lack of information that is stopping you from achieving that goal. It's just you you don't want to do it because it's not fun. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of... Coaches on couches. Being slouches. On a little mini couch. Tiny couch. <laughs> the couches keep getting smaller. Uh-huh. We keep getting closer together. Mm-hmm. But the content, still awesome. We hope. So, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. For those of us, or for those of you who are regular listeners. Yeah, we love you. We lost all of you. <laughs> but, but <laughs> They're alive. Son of life. Yeah. We're back, you're back, let's do it. It is presently January and everyone knows what that means is that everyone is making resolutions. I resolve to eat better. I re- it's, it's pretty much the one, mm-hmm. especially for endurance athletes. Mm-hmm. No, no one's like, I resolve to do more training. I need to fuel up more before, during, and after workouts to make sure. That's not usually the hard part. No. We just constantly fuel or field questions about nutrition and more specifically, obviously, on like losing weight. People like, you know, they say, I want to eat better, but it's more like because I want to lose weight. Yes. So we're going to um, talk about losing weight today. That's the goal. And for those of you who are, uh, when it's, if it's still January and you're still kind of in the off season, this is realistically the best time to do it. 100%. To get there, to get to your ideal whatever race weight, whatever that is for you, um, now's the time. Yes. Because you want to save, you don't want to be trying to reduce calories, really get fine-tuned, dial things in when you're trying to fuel your body to perform at a high level and to recover from those higher intensity, higher volume, higher stress workout sessions. So uh, now is the time, obviously, to try to get rid of that uh, stubborn midsection. When the training gets really hard and really specific, that's when you really want to be fueled up. Yes. So now is the time. Here's the thing. Um, For those of you who are listening right now and are looking for us to come up with this like really fun way to lose weight, (laughs) you might as well go do something else. Let's yeah, let's be honest here. And everyone uh, just just get the mirror out and just take a little peek. You can get your phone, put it on uh, the other way. It's not a lack of information that is stopping you from achieving that goal. In a world of 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 influencers and social media pros and gurus and research this and you can learn anything you want at any point, some good, some bad, some bullshit. I mean, it's, there's so much crap. There's, it's not a lack of information. It's just, you you don't want to do it because it's not fun. 
Yeah, that's the it's the action. Not comfortable. The problem is in the action. And I think one of the hard things is food is something you have to have to survive. So it's a constant thing that can be going on in your brain. And we actually joked about this, uh, was it last week? A couple of weeks ago. We were joking about, you know, we just got done with the holidays and it's been Halloween and then it Dude. went into Thanksgiving. And then we had Christmas, and then we're about to have Valentine's Day. There's just like sweets abound. Then we got Easter candy. There's Man. sweets for everything. So there's like sweets and crap and cookies and all this stuff that's been around. The environment we're in is filled with bad stuff. Celebratory. Celebratory. Everything, we're celebrating everything, and that... For for most people, that's like, eh, it's a holiday. I can eat like crap. Mm -hmm. I'll get I'll get at it tomorrow. I can indulge today or this week or this month between like, okay, I'm starting in Thanksgiving. I'm going to indulge just until the new year, but then, then I'm going to get serious, real and serious, and my habits are going to change. It's going to be easy because I'm going to be motivated. Motivation goes away. <laughs> and then we're then we're left with the same old the same old story, right? It's all on it's all on repeat. So that's why the gyms are like super full, mm. you know, through like February, and then you'll get your normal gym back. Uh, you know, motivation is super super high in the early part of the year, and mm. then it just kind of wanes because making a habit of anything is really tough, and a lot of times not fun at all. <laughs> So once again, if you're here to lose weight, be prepared to do a lot of stuff that you don't want to do and that may uh, not mesh well with what your family's doing, your friends are doing. Uh, yeah, just get ready. Exactly. And it's if, that's, if this isn't the quick fix thing you're after, uh, very few things in life that uh, are worth striving towards are easy and accomplished in one day it takes that discipline and that dedication but we were joking the other day and how many of you at home this is like a little test how many of you listening to this when you have that one thing it may be that one sweet or dessert or whatever it is that Reese's you like peanut butter cups for coach dale Reese's peanut butter cups for me it's the uh, starburst jelly beans when those, those two house. but how many of you know that they're in the house and you and they like call your name like a siren you're like i know you're down there in that in that freezer that reese's peanut butter cup getting nice and chilled kids are asleep dale dale eat me or they just they're just like conveniently placed everywhere in your home mm -hmm. yep and or you know office. it's there and so eventually when it's just calling your name we got that voice in your ear non-stop what do you end up doing oh i i, I crumple like a cheap suit uh-huh. And then and then the, the justification in your head, and I guarantee you, pretty much all of you, your justification is I'm gonna work it off tomorrow. I'm gonna work it off tomorrow. And I just I'm very fiscally responsible. I don't want to waste hard-earned money that's been spent on said treats. So I'm gonna eat them. I'm gonna make sure they're not in the house anymore because I'm gonna eat all. And then I'm dialing it in. So you're changing your environment. You know that that's the step that needs to be taken. You need them out of the house. The means for which you're doing so, eating it all, not the best. Better off just throwing them away. But the, no. the huge key here 
is, and we're going to go into like three different steps you can take on how to actually hopefully make getting to your ideal body composition, the spot you feel good at, um, actually getting you there. There's three different ways that you can do that. But one of those is controlling your environment by getting rid of that, that food or foods that you know you're going to overindulge on. If we're talking about, we're obviously talking about creating the habit mm-hmm. of eating healthy, eating better. The, the problem for 99% is consumption. It's a, it's an energy imbalance. We're eating way more than we're burning. And we, you know, even as athletes, we're burning a ton for the most part, different times of the year, but we don't seem to change uh, our eating habits for time of the year uh, or anything really. We just keep eating because we think we're doing everything right. And, you know, but we we can't seem to get to the body, you know, composition that we want. And that's a whole nother topic of like, what is ideal for you? But correct, uh, it, it seems to be uh, increasingly difficult for a lot of endurance athletes to get anywhere near what they, what they want to be or what they say they want to be. Um, and the number one thing you can do to start to achieve those goals and create that habit is to curate your own environment. Meaning don't keep the crap in the house. Whoever does the grocery shopping, have the heart to heart. Like if it's not you, sit them down, Mm -hmm. sit them down. Because not only is it going to be good for you, it's going to be good for your family. So let's, you know, just have the heart to heart and say, hey, babe, can you please, please don't bring the Reese's in the house anymore. Or if so, don't let me know they're in the house because they know my name and they will call me at all times of day and night. They will call me. So if you could either keep them out of view, I need to have no knowledge of them. That can be super beneficial. Now we can go into this whole, your relationship with your foods, um, you know, moderation. If you're a moderation person, big, you know, big ups to you personally. I am not a moderation person. I'm not someone that can like, okay, I'm just gonna have a tiny bit of it. And that's gonna, that's gonna quench, quench my desire, quench my need for it. I'm a, like, this is full gas. I'm all in. I'm Frank the tank. When this it is, comes sh- to- we're going streaking, baby. We are going streaking. Yeah. The, the, uh, you know, I, you know, to give some context and not to like, you know, throw personal experience into this, but I, like, I have no self-control when it comes to like sweets, most junk food really. Uh, so like my number one way to prevent myself from eating it is to not have it anywhere near me. Don't get me wrong. Like I do eat it from time to time and I love it. But if it's anywhere, if it's anywhere in the vicinity and I know it's there and it's easy to get to, then I'm going to eat it. And this is the other part of it. That, that thing that you desire is generally the, the easiest and the quickest to get in as well. It's not like making a healthy meal. So if you're, if you have these urges, you're hungry, you have this urge. Uh, a lot of folks are working from home these days. You go down, you stand in front of the pantry and you're like, okay, what's something quick and easy so I can get back to doing the thing I was doing. In general, it's not the healthy stuff. 
And so you, you end up taking the crappy stuff that's because it's there and it's available and it's quick and it's going to serve that momentary satisfaction. Um, but that's the point in time that I want you thinking about your longer term goals. So like for me personally, when those urges are, are hitting, number one, if you can just distract yourself, that's always huge. Like change your focus. If it's not even there, that's super easy. But, but number three, is that momentary satisfaction of eating that thing you want uh, going to lead you closer or further away from your goals? And how are you going to feel an hour later? And how are you going to feel like the next morning and a few days down the road? Like, are you, do you get more up, more mentally uh, stimulated, more positive? Are you trending towards the better person by resisting it in that moment? Is that worth it versus that momentary satisfaction? So there's a, there is a lot of good science in um, our like how your you know your body produces dopamine and epinephrine and all that stuff. And for most people, you get the bigger hit of dopamine thinking about getting that treat mm -hmm. versus actually when you you, you ingest it or consume it. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, try to make it a, you know, make it a challenge, make it a game that, you know, every time you resist that, you know, make a little, uh, a, a checkboard. Every time you resisted eating, a, a some candy or junk food, get a checkboard that you can see visually, uh, and just show yourself how many times you avoided that, you know, that, that pitfall, mm -hmm. um, you know, in curating your own environment, one part of that is kind of like what you said is making uh, a good decision easier. Correct. So not only making bad decisions, make bad decisions really hard to make or hard to achieve, and then make good decisions really easy to achieve. So I know Bryant is a salad maniac, and mm -mm -mm. for the most part, um, the thing that I hear him complain about the most is how long it takes him to chop up veggies and make a salad because his salads are the size of a, a giant mixing bowl. That's true. So making that decision much easier, you, you pre-chop it, mm -hmm. chop enough for, you know, three days or whatever, a week, you know, meal prepping is incredibly helpful. That's why people do it. Oh, exactly. If you look at the bodybuilders that get down to super low, not that this is the healthiest, healthiest of things. It is but not. When they get to this super low body fat percentage. What they are doing is meal prepping and they are just eating what they have prepped out. They know what they need to achieve the result that they want. And they stay within that. They have the discipline to stay within that. And they've made it super easy to do so going out and getting your candy or your peanut butter cups or whatever it may be. Chips and salsa is my, it's my Achilles heel. I'll eat a whole bag of chips. Uh, I save that for just when I go eat Mexican food these days. That's like after podcast, <laughs> after this podcast, <laughs> full disclosure, that's do what as we say, that as we, do. So we can get Mexican food. But if, if chips and salsa are in my house, I'm going to gravitate towards that. Especially if it's, you know, been a longer day or whatever, it's quick, it's easy. I like it. And it's like my little reward. But longer term, that's not a reward at all. If you have the good option that's super easy and chips you have to go and drive to get or whatever your thing is, then that's the hard choice. And odds are, by the time you fill yourself up, you're going to be fine. So 
That's step one, right? I like every time I make the bad choice, it's like immediate regret. Mm-hmm. Like the, again, I got such a hit of dopamine thinking about those things and listening to that sweet song, listening to them call my name. You want to eat me. And I did. (laughs) And then, and then the doom and gloom sets in (laughs) and I'm just like depressed, Um, you know? Oh, and now I have to like, I just ate whatever, uh, how how much sugar I just consumed. Now I'm going to go to bed. My body's going to store it all. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. the science brain kicks in, and oh yeah, it's it's bad news. So if you, again, if you make those make t- making bad decisions hard and make good decisions easy, partially by curating your environment, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much easier for you. Another tip I've been giving recently. So if you do have if you do have a sweet tooth, and you're someone who if you deprive yourself for too long, you know you're going to end up like going crazy and uh, really binging and falling down like this big hole. If that's, if that's how you are. Um, one thing I, I have suggested for certain athletes um, and I'll do this sometimes myself is when you are exercising, your body is needing sugars to keep going. So like, well, it's not needing it necessarily. We won't dive into all that. However, your body is able to burn through and utilize. It really likes the sugar. sugar. Exactly. So it gets into the bloodstream quicker and your body can burn it off. So if you are someone who needs to have that, that desire filled, utilizing it during exercise can be a good option for you. Now, eating quarts of ice cream while you're trying to ride your bike could be challenging. It's not, in fact. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but a little baggie full of Starburst jelly beans. Uh, that definitely <laughs> has fueled some rides for myself uh, in the in the springtime. So environment, choosing items that you know you are currently overeating on and getting rid of those rid can of be an immediate drop in uh, your caloric intake and get you back to that healthy weight loss uh, number. Yeah, so let's jump. let's jump to the kind of three main methods of of losing weight essentially uh one one of which is pretty much what we're talking about inevitably which is calorie restriction and let's just go ahead and say that the goal is not to run major calorie deficits every day especially if you're doing other endurance based exercise yep. you don't want to run monster deficits we're talking like 250 to 500 calories a day, uh, you know, if you're looking to lose weight. But calorie restriction is probably the one that everyone is familiar with, most familiar with. Um, So just not eating as much. Yeah. And so however, you know, however that pans out for you, that is a a great option. Uh, the, The other option is dietary restrictions. Ultimately, all of these make you eat less. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting to lower amounts of calories consumed. Once again, it's not a for for a lot of people, especially endurance athletes. We tend to eat gravitate toward a little bit healthier foods than the average population. Some don't, but um, you know, it's it's a matter of just cutting that calorie, cutting the calories back in different ways. So calorie restriction or dietary restriction. Some people, Brian eats 
vegan is is a vegan and doesn't eat meat or dairy i am not we both uh turns out have very similar uh body composition uh that we found out yesterday during a dexa scan dexa scan yep so you can achieve uh both uh you can achieve a, a good body composition on any diet as long as it's something you can sustain long term mm -hmm. um and doesn't have you overeating the last one is more has become more of a buzzword in the last i don't know whatever four or five years uh which is time restriction or some people just refer to it as intermittent fasting um i just call it skipping breakfast so again uh, all of these are designed to limit the amount of food that's going into your body so for you, just analyze what type of person are you? Are you a moderator? Okay. You're fine with eating throughout the day in lower amounts if that's what you need. Are you someone who needs a strict, a very strict diet to prevent you from eating some of the crap that you may be eating otherwise? Um, great. Like, let's look at some of those options. Or are you someone who <laughs> is going to be best served because you know you can't control how much you're going to eat at any one time? are you best served to limit the amount of time you give yourself to eat? And that would be more of your intermittent fasting, your, I can only eat within a certain time window. Yeah. And all, and all methods work. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the, the hard part, if you're just sticking to calorie restriction for most people is that it doesn't necessarily lend itself for you changing what you're eating a lot. Mm -hmm. You just kind of, you think you're eating less unless you track all of your calories and in your consumption and generally speaking tracking alone will help you lose weight oh 100 percent. i mean the number the first thing every time so we are not registered dietitian nutritionists uh so take what we say with a grain of salt but we've been at this for a while and the our first thing when anyone asks for assistance in changing their their daily nutrition we're like okay log your food for a week and log everything you put in your face for mm -hmm. a week and uh, we will we'll see um, what we can you know adjust. And realistically, we are all about making small adjustments, small changes that, when done daily, make big differences. So, generally speaking, a day <laughs> a day of logging your food will show you exactly where the low hanging fruit is. Oh, yeah. So many people don't realize that they are eating as much as they are. Right. Which is a huge part of it. Like annually, every every probably four months or so, I'm like, okay, I've sort of forgotten <laughs> about the previous time I've logged my food. Yep. And I'll get specific with it. Like I do the scale and I'll weigh it out and I'll do it for like a, a day of normal eating. I don't adjust it. I'm going to eat like I normally would. And I find myself pretty shocked at, you know, just for me, it's portion sizes getting bigger it's not like i'm changing what i'm eating a ton but my portion sizes slowly get larger and larger instead of one serving at night i'm going with two servings at night instead of like you know a cup of oatmeal at breakfast i'm eh, a cup and a half with some peanut butter with some nuts with some and soon the caloric intake's huge so just awareness is massive even just taking a picture, if you're someone like, uh, I'm not going to take the time to do that. You guys, most people listen to us are time crunched athletes. Take a picture of it. 
there's stuff you forget you're eating. Yep. That handful of, of mixed nuts that's just so easy to get a hold of, a lot of calories right there. Not that it's unhealthy, but if you're consuming a massive amount of calories, unless you're burning a massive amount of calories, you're going to be gaining weight or you're going to stay the same. You're not going to achieve that, that weight loss goal that you may have. Yeah, I have uh, a rude awakening for those of you who are grazers. Mm. Stop. You like... I have I've had so many people who are like, well, I don't really I don't really eat big meals or anything like that. I just kind of like I eat when I'm hungry and and then you know if all right track your food mm-hmm. and lo and behold, I mean you're just constantly battering your your blood sugar with with food and carbs and uh you know it's just all day long your yeah. your body never has a chance to stop digesting and stop you know uh combating high blood sugar and, and stuff like that so give it a rest like mm-hmm. meal times are great like having set meal times and nutrition timing is huge but man if you're just constantly throwing food at your body it's you're going to have a really hard time dropping any weight oh for sure so like really quick, something that I, uh, we could just sort of give a little bit of personal experience. I know that's valuable, valuable for some folks. Um, this time of year, you know, you've come through, I've come through a lower volume, don't train a ton between October, end of October, mid, mid-October, I guess, and um, start firing it back up. Beginning What's of a December. ton? Give them, a, give them an idea of what a ton is. So you. usually, I mean, I'm, I'm a person who does probably 10 to 12 hours on average. If I'm getting my long rides in on the weekend or my long ride, it's probably about 10, 10-ish, 10 to 12 hours. Uh, from October, after Ride to Rosemary that we do, up until the start of our House of Pain, I'm, I'm cutting that in half, maybe even less, because I'm not doing as many long rides. Typically, the holidays, I don't train. There's, there's some weeks where I'm just getting a couple, you know, like two one-hour rides in sort of thing and getting, getting a little bit of strength training in. So it's a very it's a it's a much lower volume um, time of year for me. So when I want to get back to race weight, you know my ideal race weight, which for me, I'm 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 not having to go nuts and like go to bed hungry uh, if I'm if I'm around like one eighty five ish. Like right now, I'm a hair over one ninety. Um, I can get up to. <laughs> close to 200 if I'm not like paying attention to stuff and my volume, if I'm eating the same as I was during the middle of summer and my volumes cut down below five hours, I'll hop on the scale and see 198, which is not, that's a big swing in weight, right? It's not healthy. And we are, and by the way, we, we are as um, affected by this stuff as anyone else here, like, Oh, hundred percent. Just because we've, we've been at this a long time and we cut, you know, we know what we're doing. I mean, every, anytime I get on the scale and I see a number way higher than I'm used to, I freak out. Oh yeah. Well, it goes back to that. Like we know what we're doing. That's the information. We know the information. It's the action that's hard. So action is where results happen. Intentions. I think you post a little, had a little post-it quote thing on it. Intentions do no good for anyone. It's the action that actually gets results. We can think about doing a lot of stuff. We can think about saying, uh, you know, (laughs) I tell my wife, I I thought about helping with the laundry. I really (laughs) did. I was going to do it. If I don't do it, it doesn't matter, right? Like, (laughs) so actions and intentions are totally different. But for me, 
I try to I try to make sure I'm not going to bed after eating a big meal. So one of the things I do, this would be under the time restriction thing. I try to not eat after 6 p.m. when I'm trying to lean out. And that's number one, my sleep's going to be better. So I'm going to get higher quality sleep um, by not having a big meal right before going yeah, to bed. Yeah, I think a lot of people is, ignore that. Which that is beneficial. If you, if, you're, if you have a giant meal in your stomach and you're trying to go to bed within two hours of that meal, like good luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's going to disturb your sleep. Oh, exactly. So I, that's like kind of step one. Step two is I go with some restrictions. So, and it's not like I'm eliminating it completely, but I already mentioned like the ch- chips. If you look at the nutrition label on a bag of uh, Santitas uh, tortilla chips, like I think it's like 1600 calories in that's, a bag. That's pretty good. And I can, I mean, in two days, I'll at least can crush a bag of, of chips with salsa if I'm not paying attention to it. So like for me, I restrict, I go into a restriction mode and I make sure for big chunks of time, I'm not going to have chips. I actually told, uh, or I didn't tell, I asked my wife um, when she's doing the shopping, we split it. But if she's shopping, I just ask her not to do, I'm the one that eats most of it. Like the kids and her don't care about chips in the house uh, or those chips. So I'll just ask her not to get them and it makes it super easy. And immediately I'm cutting 800 calories out. It's, per day, yeah, which is, which is huge. Now I will eat chips and salsa. Like I already mentioned, if I go eat Mexican food, I'm going to eat chips and salsa, but I'm not eating it daily. So you can get away with things like that. And I see results doing things like that. And then I maintain my vegan diet year round. I mean, that's not something I, I fluctuate with cause I'm an all in or all out person. And if I were to fall off, then I'd be eating all kinds of sweets and desserts and chocolatey stuff. And there's gonna be a ton of so good, ton of more calories coming in that I'm so going to have good. to deal with. So that's mine. So what's, what, what do you kind of do? Uh, yeah. So this time of year, like, well, actually, to be honest, this is the first, this is the first holiday stretch in a while that I haven't put on weight. Uh, part of that, part of that is because we didn't travel. Uh, <laughs> we didn't helps. go anywhere. So uh, that helped a ton because I was still in my bubble and I could still do some training and stuff. I too uh, cut training volume quite a bit from yeah October to uh, you know December and then December it kind of picks back up. Um, but the the thing that I started doing this winter over others is one I got back in the gym. And I'm, I'm lifting th- at least three days a week for an hour. And That's so, a huge point. Yeah. Lean muscle mass. I'll be honest. I, I say, I, say I, I didn't gain weight. I didn't lose weight either. I, I'm the same weight as I was at the end of the season, but I've leaned out on less training. Mm-hmm. So um, th- I'm lifting three days a week. Uh, the major change that I've made to my diet is I've basically, I've cut carbs quite a bit and basically doubled, over doubled my protein intake. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to come from supplementation. So I'm, I'm taking like a, a, a big like protein shake in the morning and then I might do another one in the afternoon after a workout or something like that. But I'm making a concerted effort to avoid sweets, alcohol as much as possible and 
um, not not eat as many carbs in my daily meals. Yeah. So cut carbs, even though I am still doing a decent amount of endurance exercise, increase protein intake quite a bit and increase the amount of time I'm spending lifting heavy weights, not just doing movements and whatnot. So but you've moved up to what, the 10 pound dumbbells? Yeah, I got those 10 pounders, man. There we go, Dale. Was that two and a half? Started at two and a half. It. You got it, baby. So those are the big changes that I've made recently, which given the results I've got, I'll probably stick with throughout the the season and just adjust my before, during, and right after training sessions uh, intake. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we could go really long if we start talking about the timing of different macronutrients. So your carb, fat, protein, yeah. um, we could go long there for sure. And there's different schools of thought in that whole thing. Experiment. See what works for you. I have had yeah. issues with some athletes who are trying to heavily restrict carbohydrates right now. Doesn't work. And they're trying to do high intensity efforts. So you can get away with doing low carb, but it's very tough to get the same quality on your high intensity stuff when doing so. Yeah. You, so I will say like I've significantly cut carbs, but I also am not doing a ton of intensity Correct. Uh, in, in training. It's mostly zone two stuff. Um, and then so, absolutely don't restrict before and during on your carbohydrates if you are someone who's trying to go low outside of that because you're going to want some of that. Yeah. Again, that's general. Now there's times where that's doesn't is not the case. So it's a get very the long. depends rule. It's very much a depends style rule. So some of some of the other little things that I you know you say you got some little rules like things that work for me. Uh, I don't. I don't consume anything after 8 p.m. Um, and then I try not to have... What time do you go to bed? I mean, I I'll, I go to bed at like 8.30 or 9 or get in bed at 8.30 or 9, but okay. we also eat at like 6. So oh, I'm okay. just saying... So your last main meal. All I'm just saying is if I like, if I do like, you know, fall off the wagon and am hitting the Reese's, it, it's got to be like I if I see 8 p.m. that stops me in my tracks okay. for some somehow some way yeah. like I, I'm like I'm like walking downstairs and I'm I know where they're at in the in the laundry area and I'm and luckily there's a clock right by it and if I see 8 p.m. I'll turn around if not gangbusters do you think you'd be successful if you changed it to 7 p.m. I don't know <laughs> that's so close to can dinner you draw time. that hard line like i wonder <laughs> that's so close but to those dinner are time. little games you can play with yourself like okay if it's something you know would be better doing it one way versus the other well i also know hard like line. i literally think to myself okay it's eight i'm gonna be in bed in 30 minutes mm-hmm. and every bit of this is gonna get stored like so you know it you know it's not worth sometimes it. the negative <laughs> yeah the negative thoughts will will help um but you know, that's just, that's one big thing. And then I usually don't, I won't eat breakfast. I'll, I'll drink coffee in the morning, but I won't eat breakfast. Haven't been eating breakfast till 8 p.m. Or 8, a, sorry, 8 a.m. Whoa, Dale. Yeah. I got my window. My, Dale's got a one hour window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 8 a.m. So it's not intermittent fasting by any means. It's just, it's just, you know, a lot of times because we do start so early with work and yeah. I'll, even if I get a training session in the morning, I'll end up doing it fasted. Yeah. Um, unless 
it's going to be high intensity. Correct. If it's high, if I know it's going to be high intensity, I will, I basically take a, a lot of times I can get through it if it's short, like an hour, uh, hour, hour and 15, I can get through pretty high intensity, fasted, no problem. But I will take uh, just a bailout food with me, like, mm-hmm. or have it by the trainer or the treadmill or whatever, um, or in my gym bag, I'll just have bailout food in case I start getting bonky or loopy and I'll, you know, yeah. throw it in. Yeah. But yeah. One thing I don't want us to gloss over uh, and not to get long, long here, but alcohol can be a big one. That's one thing I didn't mention. Let's just Usually, go over the low hanging fruit for, for everybody. Yeah. Like for me, I, I have been known to uh, enjoy my post ride beverages and Same. I'm also, like I said, all in or all out. But every uh, Thanksgiving, I go cold turkey with alcohol consumption. No coincidence when I cut out chips and I cut out beer and alcohol, it seems as though over oh, fairly quickly uh, the waistline starts returning to where it should be. So look at those areas that are, and I know a lot of endurance athletes enjoy training a lot so they can eat more, which is, which is fine if your body is needing it. Um, so, you know, take all this and that with that mindset, uh, alcohol, very much empty calories. It's going to really impact sleep. So if you're really long-term have goals of becoming better, then factor that in. We're not here to, you know, say don't drink alcohol. Like if that's you do it, but think about your long-term goals as well. And what purpose is it serving within that? I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously we're getting older, Bryant and uh little gray yeah my wife keeps pointing out my gray hair over here oh i got a few of them Jeez. we're getting older and you know your your um your priorities and goals and everything kind of shift a little bit as you get older and you know for the longest time you know if somebody wanted to go get a couple beers after a, a ride or a run i'm in let's go did you say yeah. beers or pitchers yeah well that's <laughs> 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 however it shakes out yeah. <laughs> i just did a long ride there you go uh but you know now like I, one of the things that i i one of this thing reasons i didn't gain a bunch of weight over the holidays is because i really didn't drink that much at all yeah and i've pretty much restricted myself to only consuming alcohol friday night and saturday and that's it mm-hmm. um and i really and Unless I'm in a, you know, for the most part, unless I'm in a social environment, I really haven't been yeah. drinking much at all. So it does help. Seven, it's seven, uh, seven calories per gram. They've made, they've named it the useless macronutrient. Whoa. There you go. Fun fact. Yeah. And obviously. And it's it generally leads to a lot of, yeah, it interrupts your sleep. Like with these aura rings, that's one of the biggest things I've noticed oh, man. is my resting heart rate can go up 10 to 15 beats per minute if I've been drinking alcohol versus not, yeah. which is nuts. Body temperature up, breathing rate up, like all of them, all of it's up. It's, it's crazy what alcohol can do. So other, you know, we've already thrown sweets under the bus, but, uh, and alcohol, other low hanging fruit, any drink with sugar in it. Oh yeah. Sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. That's the easiest, uh, like low hanging fruit calories, like, liquid calories and we're talking like your orange juices and yeah. your apple juices Cokes, and your full gas cokes and the, monsters and yeah get the actual fruit in 
where you have all the fiber and stuff. Yeah, I have the, a I have a rule that there's no I don't eat fructose without fiber. There we go. No fructose without fiber. It's interesting that this is a side tangent uh, that we we apparently have an adaptation from when we were primates that our body is really good at storing fructose as fat. Because you, but you need it down the road. You, because you might need it. Mm -hmm. But uh, as you are, uh, as you introduce fiber into that equation, you know, fiber helps mm -hmm. uh, take that, take that, uh, that glucose out of the blood and then use it, uh, utilize it a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, versus straight through to storage. Yeah. All right. I know we could probably keep going on this, but for the sake of uh, y'all's time, if there's stuff on this you'd like us to dive deeper into and kind of give our viewpoints on, let us know. If you liked us giving kind of our personal, like what we do for ourselves, if that's something you want to hear more of down the road, um, we're happy to to kind of unveil, open the curtain. What do you say? Pull back the curtain? Uh, like the the one last thing that I do want to touch on, and we, kind of, we, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, the it's the it's the family dynamic right like mm -hmm. if you're like we could cover this thing with this stuff all the time with athletes and the number one response i get is man that's going to be really hard with my family I'm like well yeah i told you this was going to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. like this is going to be hard and uncomfortable and you, it's not going to mesh well with with a lot of the things that your friends and family are doing but Look at this long term. I mean, brass tacks. This is like about your health and your and your well being and your lifespan and your health span and stuff like that. Like if your family is not on board with you and them eating healthier in order for you all to live longer and better, healthier lives, that's a conversation that needs to be had. Like it, it, it's better to get it over with and, and, you know, let it unfold than uh, everyone fight to, uh, so that your, you know, your kids can eat garbage and your, your, your significant other can eat garbage and you can sit there eating your salad. Yeah. Like everyone has and to small, be on board. And small steps there too. Like consider those wins as well. Like don't expect to go to them and change what they're doing just because you want to. But if you maybe approach it with like, what's one small thing we can do oh, yeah. each meal or what can we do at dinner? Like, let's make sure we have a healthy option. We're doing like the, well. the meatless Mondays or like the, mm -hmm. you know, like in, in our household, like we have, there's veggies every meal. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we will have a big salad with every meal and we eat that prior to eating anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, but everyone has to be on board. And like Brian said, you got to make small changes. Like, yeah, don't go, you know, kick in the door and be like, we're not eating junk anymore ever. <laughs> Your kids will probably. Teach them a healthy relationship yeah. with food too, right? It's like the same thing. Teaching them a healthy relationship with it and letting them know that the most convenient thing is not necessarily the best thing for them. It's, yeah. You know, getting out of the the comforts of uh, uh, the excess we have available to us yeah. is hard it, it definitely is um one thing and this is how i'm going to end it on my side dale you may have more to say but one thing uh, i tried to think about or it kind of i started thinking about it more recently is when you first start training if you come from doing nothing and someone first starts training 
doing a little bit is a big challenge. There's soreness. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fatigue that happens from that. Um, it's very easy for people to, to do the exercise the first time, feel that soreness and go, ah, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it and stop. I feel like the same thing is true for your nutrition, that the more you're able to kind of toughen and strengthen your brain around resistance, not eating things, the easier it becomes as well. So don't, don't expect yourself to be like a master of it and have all this self-control and discipline and same with workouts. But the more you can routinely have those small wins, the more endurance you're going to gain from being able to with sand stuff like that. So kind of think of it more like from a physical standpoint, this, a lot of stuff with nutrition is mental. You know, it's you making good decisions. It's you having self-control. It's you having discipline that I feel like you can strengthen just like you do with, with training. Like for us doing a three hour ride is easy. You talk to someone who doesn't ride a bike and they're like 30 minutes seems nuts. So don't be super hard on yourself and pay attention to trends more than what you see on. If you're someone who likes to weigh, some people don't we're good either way, but in training and in your weight loss journey, if that's what you're on, pay attention to trends. Don't get all of your value on the, the success of the day prior based on what the scale says the next morning, because it is, there's a lot of stuff that impacts, uh, what your, what your number is going to be on a scale. And ultimately that's not going to define you either. If you just stay the course and get small wins, you're going to trend in a good direction. So just take it day by day. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, 16, 17 years ago, I was eating fast food multiple times a week. I mean, restricting basically nothing, drinking everything five, six days a week. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, um, had no, like I had the knowledge still. I, I had the knowledge. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to, didn't want to do it because th there's so many easy options out there uh, to consume and over consume. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it takes a while. This, this, uh, it's a journey and yeah. you're worth the effort though, is the big thing. Like your long-term health and fitness and everything is worth, it's worth the effort. So, um, don't be hard on yourselves and just, just chalk up those small wins, recognize them. Bingo. All right. Well, we're going to leave it at that. So we can go eat unlimited chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate everyone hanging out. But listening. I'm not eating dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't. Listening, watching. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.